There's no place to escape to. This is the last time. On the left. Side stories. That's when the cannibalism started. Side, Side stories. stories. <laughs> yes. You know what I miss um, about being a working actor, besides like the status and the money? And the working. Yeah. Is I miss the stories from hair and makeup. Oh, they always hair have, and makeup. They know all. They are the oracles of any single production. They have the best stories because yes, they, they see these they see these people. I'm going to call celebrities these people. Sure. Makes sense. They see them at their most vulnerable. And I started looking through, like I saw a picture of Shia LaBeouf recently. Ooh, you know, he got a big tattoo for a movie role in the movie Bombed, but he still has the tattoo. That's called keeping the memory inside <laughs> of you. But uh, in my mind, do you think that Shia LaBeouf is smelly? I think that Shia LaBeouf will smell bad on purpose yes. as an image, as a look, as a vibe. But I also think he's just one step away, one spritz away by from an assistant uh, to smelling wonderful. Some kind of cologne. But yeah. there are certain actors that I know that I've heard tell are very smelly. I believe and, it. And I wonder which John other Voight. actors. John Voight, is, is he smelly? I would assume he's smelly. You know who's famously smelly? Who? Angelina Jolie. I believe that to be true because she shops on her friend Gwyneth Paltrow's website, Goop, Goop. and there is nothing on there that actually makes you smell good. And Brad Pitt was also n- very famously smelly. It smells like it smells like Gwyneth Paltrow's orgasm in here. <laughs> is that Angelina? Oh, don't cross the streams. But I wonder who else is smelly that we don't know about. But I want like a good sleeper smelly. Like one you wouldn't think is smelly. Like uh, Huey Lewis. Huey Lewis in the news. There's no way he smells. What's up, everyone? Welcome to Side Stories. I am Ben, hanging out with the non-smelly Henry Zabrowski. I don't have heat in my house. I uh, I don't have heat in the water. I don't have hot water so in my home. So you don't home. have a bath. And so you I don't have a soup. bath. And I can't make soup unless, you, of course, you put it there on the old stove. But anyway, I might be a little bit on the John Voight spectrum you are when not it comes smelly. to odor. Thank you very much. I can't smell you. You always smell surprisingly neutral. Well, thanks so you much about Holden that. You and Holden McNeely. Holden McNeely smells like a cleaned knife. Well, that's what happens when you never go outside. You can't get pollution all over your hair. You can't get sweat all over your clothes because you don't actually do anything. But I want to tell you this story, Henry. Hmm. You know, speaking of sweat, you know who sweats? Professional wrestlers. They oh. sweat because they work out so much. Oh, that's why? And professional wrestlers, they could also sweat. This is my story of the week, and I just want to let you know because you didn't know about this story, no. and I want to I want to inform the audience and you. I'm just kind of jumping right into the deep end. Uh. Okay. Marty Jannetty. Remember what he was? No. Nope. He was with the... Rockers. And who was who was he with? Who was the tag team? You know the guy. Uh, the Marty Broth G- Brothers. Not the Broth Brothers. No, that was an Italian. Um, that's an Italian soup tag team that would it, drown their opponent in chicken uh, noodle soup. Ralph and it was Shawn Michaels. Oh. It was Marty oh, Shawn Gen- Michaels. Shawn Michaels and Marty Jannetty, the Rockers. This was technically your time where you should have been watching this. You were nine or ten years old. I like The Undertaker. You are absolutely incredulous. Marty Jannetty has admitted to burning a body after murdering a man when he was a teenager. This is a real story. He said it on Facebook, so you know it's real. You're yelling at me, and I don't know because you're just you're gonna <laughs> teach me. This is one of those. You know what I want from you, Kissel, during this moment. This uh-huh. This is like Michelle Pfeiffer going to the inner city school. You got to turn your seat around. Uh Relate to me. Teach me. Well, my friend, it is like that. 
if it wasn't Amish Paradise, which is always a more powerful song to me than Gangster's Paradise in many ways, which is why Coolio did have a feud with Weird Al Yankovic. Gangster's Paradise <laughs> was my anthem of the street when I was a little boy in it, Queens. Honestly, it's a great song. It really is a great song. And thank you so much, white woman, for being such a brave, brave person and going into a room full of other people who were obviously were felt safe enough to be there. Honestly. But wow, did she go to an area where there weren't a lot of white people? And did she get applauded and awarded? Yes, she did. It was for a bravery. It you know, a lot of people movie. live there. It was a lot of people movie. just live there. But Edward James almost was in that other movie where he had to teach the math. That was actually a movie that was very frustrating. We watched that in school, and the teacher that I had was not nearly as good as Edward Ames, James Olmos. And I was like, well, maybe you should almost go back to school but because you, you suck as a me, teacher. Man. You had to okay. teach me, because how can I stand if they Marty can't Marty was me. getting raped when he was 13 years old by a man. Wow. And in order to stop that from happening, Marty Jannetty burned him alive and killed him. But this is what he had to say. How big was he? He was, he was a 13-year-old boy, Henry. But how big is he now? He's big now. Now, but now he's actually small again because he's older and now his muscles have sort of, they're Sagged. sort of decrepit. They're saggy. Like Lex Luthor and, has those like big well, old swinging titties. Well, he can't walk anymore. Yeah, that's not good. Marty Jannetty is, yes, after Shawn Michaels sort of took off, uh, Shawn Michaels was the alpha. He was the beta. Now it's Marco, uh, Sh- is it with the G-I-A? It's G-A-N-N-E-T-Y. Jannetty. Marty Jannetty sounds like a country singer uh, and God knows he could sing a tale about this story. So this is what he had to say after he posted on Facebook. He says, you know, once the police got involved, I don't want to say police, uh, once the GBI, which is the Georgia Georgia Bureau Bureau of Investigation, Investigation. got involved, it got serious, and I was trying to set up a storyline. This is after he admitted to killing this person on Facebook. He says, I have to say that right now, because you know it was 40 years ago, meaning he is 53 years old right now. This is my question. And you know what kills... I'm reading the quote. I know, I know, I know, I know, but it starts with he posted on Facebook saying, I killed a guy when I, I was 13. After he was? Molest. Raping him. Okay. They say, uh, he says, and you know what kills me? This is according to Marty Jannetty, now 53 years old. They said, he said, they don't care about the 13-year-old getting raped. It's like, oh, you killed somebody. What do you think he was going to do after he raped me? Because so many rape victims get murdered afterward. This is Marty Jannetty talking here, okay? I'm frightened of you. Okay, he says, I was 13 years old. 13! You know, as grown-up kids or any kids listening to this, you you oh, say what whoa. you think. I'm finally seeing this picture of yes, Marty Jannetty. That's he Marty. Is, look at that hair. He's a beautiful man. But when I when it actually happens, I didn't expect that reaction. I hit him in a brick. I hit him with a brick. It was a brick. It was a piece of concrete. Uh, it was a it was a concrete thing. And you know, if you hit someone in the temple, very vulnerable. Evidently, I hit him too hard, and he died right there. So he is just straight up admitting to murder after it was self defense. And Janetti said he was 13 years old, and he killed this person. The former rocker said uh, that he should have called the cops, but quote, in the moment, I was like, oh shit, I gotta hide the body. He's right. He is right. The former WWE superstar took exception to how the police focused on the murder and not what was happening with him regarding the sexual assault. So they said... But wait uh, a second. So they tried to investigate at the time? No. When he posted on Facebook. This was completely unsolved. It doesn't sound like anybody missed this person who evidently was a horrible scumbag that Marty Jannetty killed. It sounds like the incomprehensible ranting of someone that first posts that I killed a guy when I was 13 and no big deal. You know, that kind of thing. 
something. And then the next thing they're saying that like cell phones carry COVID and that, you know, like Trump's a balloon. 5G. 5G. Don't think about that. Marty Giannetti said he doesn't like being called a murderer because he was trying to avoid, again, the sexual assault. And then he says, how how about it if I was on top of your daughter? Would you murder me? He said. So he put himself in the situation. I don't want to think about that. And I don't I'm just thinking about him fucking Wendy. But Janetti, do not do that. That's actually illegal for you to think about. <laughs> I don't want to. Marty Janetti said, I have a storyline that, that he tells the police department. So he's pretending that it's kayfabe, but it's not kayfabe. It's a real story. But he is pretending when he talks to the police that like, yeah, this is kind of one of my, this is like one of the fun one angles that bit. Vince had. It's like a bit. It's a bit, but it's not a bit. He said, so me now and my he's nephew, doubling down and saying it wasn't a bit. Now but again. he also does it all like, this is the storyline. Okay, so he says, me and my nephew poured gasoline on the body, and we watched it burn up. He Whoa, said the how old was his nephew when he was 13? Well, probably around the same age. Whoa. Okay, he said the entire body didn't burn, and quote, there were so many bone things that we dug a hole and put the bones in there. That's just called bones. It's called bones. He later said, here's what sticks with me. A 13-year-old boy was getting raped, and you're mad at him? You know what it comes down to? If people just want to make if people just want to make people feel better about themselves, he said the problem is whether the murderer hap is not whether the murder happened or not. It doesn't matter because quote all people want to do is put MJ down. He's talking about himself, Marty Jannetty. Oh, they're talking about Michael Jordan. No, no, he's not Michael Jordan. Or Michael Te- Jackson. Michael or Jackson Michael Jack- technically should have been murdered himself. Possibly. If this, all of these rules hold. All people want to do is put MJ down. You're a murderer, 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 murderer. You try to put your dick in my in my ass and you'll be next that's how we ended the quote but he I said understand. you try to put a dick in your in his ass and you'll be next oh, so um, okay now this is my question this feels like the personification of one of those twitter uh hacky joke structures where it says no one colon and then that entire paragraph where well, like who that's is what he said so is this there is a gang of people saying like we want marty janetti's truth like is there people out there fighting for him or is he just, it seems is, like this I'm is a one-man storm this is an unforced error by Marty Jannetty because mm-hmm. the police weren't investigating. No. But obviously he has trauma from whatever Absolutely. happened. I'm certain that if he and was getting ard by yeah. this dude and he had to go and he had to murder him, then that With must have brick. been a big old afternoon for him. It must have been horrible. You don't expect to pour gasoline on a human body, light it a flame, and then be like, well, no, what do we do with all the bones? Yeah, really, you're free. just creating work for yourself and you don't even know that. Yeah, you're you, not just, all- you just created a whole horrible job because hacking up a human body, as we've learned, is actually very difficult. Extreme difficult. Anyway, that was my little wrestling tale, and what a way to start the show. I should have said trigger warning or something like that because something. it was it was a pretty intense story. There's a lot of themes in there. A lot of themes in there. But Marty Jannetty, if you go back and watch some of his matches from the early '90s when when he was with the Rockers, really fantastic tag team. And he, he carried Shawn like- Michaels for a long time, and then Shawn obviously excelled past him and became perhaps the greatest in ring performer of all time. Shawn Michaels top. Mar- Marty Janetti bottom at this point yes but of course Shawn Michaels was able to survive uh, because all of that was consensual he said uh, that was basically it so that's Marty Janetti and, and strangely enough uh, in true professional fashion professional wrestling fashion he's really milking it 
He so really we is. could uh, we could probably get him on here. I would love to speak with him about this because okay. I'd love to know where the body is and I'd love to see the body. And All I'd love right. that we were the show that it got broke on and that we solved the crime and we vindicated Marty Janetti and that me and you so, and Marty I mean, Janetti goes going out. Away. He's not going away. We can go pedophile hunting right now if oh you want. Oh my God, I would love that. Why not a good, we have the Nazi hunting movies. Is there a good pedophile hunting movie? Because no, this is the ultimate fantasy, right? You know why? It's because Nazis create more dramatic tension because they they fight back. Where a lot of times pedophiles, the reason why they're, yeah. they choose children is because Weak. the kids don't fight back. I actually have been in a YouTube hole of Chris Hansen's To Catch a Predator. Man, and, and it is always a surprise. It is really phenomenal. One person damn near finished a full pizza. Sitting there talking to Chris Hansen <laughs> Meanwhile, because he brought the pizza. Hey man, and he's you like, I'm going to have it. There's a there must be a little frame of your mind that says this is going to be the last piece of pizza I'm going to have for a long time. For a long time, of course. Also, on a side note, speaking of prison and prison reform, Larry Lawton. Check out Larry Lawton on YouTube. His special on Kodak Black. Uh, Kodak Black is not doing well right now in prison. He's going up to the federal penitentiary. Ooh. And uh, they what did he do? They, I'm not sure what the crime was. He, he's only in there. There for 48 months so it can't be that big of a deal um but he was uh they they try they they uh court not quartered but they take both your arms and they put them above your head oh. they, they shackle your feet Jesus. and then uh larry lawton said that um officers took out their penises and peed all over him and spit on him and it's horrible and it's a violation of the eighth amendment anyway honestly you could do all of this to a person without physically touching them by just making them watch the twilight film series <laughs> They really want to torture these people. I say go mental. Leave the physical behind. Well, speaking of cases that are being solved, we do have, I guess this is an update, isn't it? Well, this is an update. I believe we covered this when this was first uh, caught. When this first broke is the story about a man named Joel Guy Jr. Who he he chopped up his parents viciously. Um, This is in good old Knoxville, Tennessee, and uh, boiled the mom's head into a mush uh, because they were about to cut him off financially. He is a 32-year-old man. The only way to describe as the way I would look at him as a the mascot for 8chan um, <laughs> besides the man that is Q who has a Colonel Sanders mustache. Really? Um, but That's a great stash to be fair. He also... And it uh, sucks up the juices. Oh, secret recipe. Uh, he also looks like our good friend Danny Tamborelli. He really like, does too look much like little Danny Pete, Tamborelli. Our boy. Uh, make sure to listen to his podcast, The Adventures of Danny and Mike. All right. Now this story, uh, this way he is being accused of alleged chopping up his parents but it seems like he did it um <laughs> he boiled his mother's head in a saucepan oh. and attempting to dissolve both their bodies in acid now he has straight up they're sending they're going to the trial sequence now and i watched about an hour of the trial okay it's now live on wvlt knoxville news uh which is harrowing and very sad wow. essentially he's Just straight up saying c-span was boring that no, sounds exciting it is exciting because it's straight up knoxville because all people are like, we're going up now by the holler and the first thing joel michael said was that joel michael i mean i'll tell you what i never had a close relationship with joel michael because he always was in his room with the video games oh that's the thing the middle name in the south is actually a very prominent name and i kind of like that to be honest well it depends uh, you on- know what i would be 
Benjamin Grant. Benjamin Grant, that would have been you if you played basketball. Yes, and you would be Henry Thomas. Well, Henry Thomas. Technically, our middle names are much more prestigious than our last names. I think so. (laughs) But Henry Thomas, the reason why I was called Henry Thomas is because I was a junior. So you had to delineate. Uh, So, you know, so, you know, in case my father ever made love to my mother, uh, the same name would come out of her mouth. That is so gross. It's disgusting. That's what you have to do. You have to cover it. But he, they're saying now that he had a plan. But now Joel Mock is saying, I want to be executed. He is giving the courts permission, saying, I want you to kill me when this is done, uh, which always just shows these are the most... The people that ask for execution are always the most attention-hungry bitches to live. And you know what? Much like people who want to see UFOs, often they don't get the thing they desire. They don't. It is worse. The thing about the death penalty... I was thinking about this yesterday as I was lying in bed staring at Jerry's eyes. The thing about the death penalty is you're already given a death sentence. You're going to die. Most people die around 60 in prison. No, you get to go so live. Just, I don't technically understand you get why to go we live, have it. You, you get to live a nice life, technically. You get to go. Not really. You never have, I mean, if you can w- bide your time in a nice jail, like if you are in a good no. prison, you could go, you read, you work out, you don't have to worry about fucking Did paying rent. Did you not rent. see any of Oz? Also, you do have Oz to pay was, rent. They amped up the drama. In Oz, especially when that guy shit in the other guy's mouth. I don't know if they did. Have you watched prison to, stories? No, I don't. Also, look at this guy. I am this not. This guy being is going prison. to be. This man he is, is going to be, be a, turned over. It'll be. A, he will be a holster. He, he will, will be. be like. He will be what a what a cup is on your teacher's desk where they put the pens, but they <laughs> are not pens, my friend. And he is not a cop. <laughs> I and I don't agree with that. But I. It's wonder. It's the. But you're right. They don't normally get that because when it comes down to it, juries don't want to give somebody who uh, brutally murders an elderly couple yeah. and decapitates them and and dismembers their body. Don't want to give them exactly what they want. Now, what you're seeing is there's a that with the story that gets played out here is essentially Joel Guy Senior. Yes, um, gets married to a new lady, um, his new wife Lisa Guy. They are madly in love with each other. Um, why are you laughing? I don't know. The, the, the guy's name Guy. My name is Lisa Guy. It's kind like, of it's fun. Just, it's kind of fun. I don't know. Yes, I'm sorry. I love it. I love it. Why do you think, we'll get back to the story here, but why do you think a child feels the the right? It feels as if they have the right to kill their parents. Because obviously the old joke is, I brought you into this world, I can take you out. That's an old parents joke. Yes. I'll and make then one what, just look just like, just like you. And then if kids do it, they say, I didn't want to be born in the first place. You made this happen. I wonder what the psychology is of child killers. Side stories, LPOTL at gmail.com. If you're a psychiatrist, what's their motivation? Do they think that they have control over their parents so it doesn't matter if they kill them? I think they're um, what you'd call a shit fuck entitled nerd. <laughs> and that their whole job that they believe sort of that he should be taken care of and sit and eat the food. The one thing, because I'll post 32 watching Joel Michael in the hearing is like, you can just see it. He sits there. He like. He's got like, the only way to describe it, it's like Danny DeVito penguin hands. <laughs> so he gets the thing and he's not like different. It's not like he's, he's, he's not, not extra. Shape, yeah, he's no. not shaped different. His no. hands are just like two clammy fish. He picks up this little bottle and you can see him go like, he rolls his eyes and just like drinks his little <laughs> bottle of water and then crushes it. He's got this fucking face shield on, which makes him look even dumber. Oh my um, this, goodness. Look at this series of injuries. 
Okay. Joel Guy Seniors, his hands were severed at the wrist, Jeez. his arms were severed at the shoulder blade, his legs were removed at the hip, and his right foot was removed at the ankle. In here says the evidence showed that there was a fierce struggle when he fought for his life. Lisa Guy was stabbed 31 times. The stabbing oh caused God. 21 severe injuries, severed nine of her ribs, and left several stab wounds in her buttocks. What you're going to see here is that they basically they were what supposed the to, this hell? happened over Thanksgiving weekend last year. What so they the were supposed world? to sit him down over Christmas and say, we're cutting you off. We want to enjoy your retirement. They had been working up until... Well, this was in 2016. It was in 2016. Yeah. They were working up until then, right? They were they were ready to retire. They wanted to stop. Oh. And they said, basically, Joe Michael, we can't afford your lifestyle anymore of d- raising you. What? I don't because understand Because you have this. done been raised. I will never understand... The people who don't want to leave the home. I don't know. I fucking was so out so fast. So fast. I, I remember why, asking if I could leave at 14, 15. I was like, can I go, please? I don't know. But I know that there's a lot of people nowadays, it's financial hardships because uh, the, uh, especially <laughs> during this time period. But uh, those people that's want different. to leave. They want to yes. leave. They want to leave. And it's very difficult for them to leave because there's no jobs. Of but course. this guy, he was... Totally chill to stay there. And Ugh. we know that there is a plan now, which is what they're trying to argue, because originally they were trying to say that it was a, a heat of the moment argument and he flipped out. Oh, but my actually, God. You don't behead someone and disjoint their legs and arms and the heat. At some point, doesn't the heat cool and you find yourself like, how did I get here? I mean, I think that does happen quite a bit. But his notes were stuff like very handy stuff like um, he had a little note that said, get killing knives. Flush chunks down toilet, not garbage disposal. Body gives time of death, alibi. And then the top of his to-do list said, kill him with knife. And then kill her with knife. And then the very back, they argued that uh, Joel Michael's motive was financial. Uh, His notes documented phrases like, her assets, her life insurance, 500K, possibly more, and money all mine, I get the whole thing. (laughs) He just wrote that on his journal. This is according to Knox County Sheriff's Office Detective Jeremy McCord. He labeled his findings as, quote, the most horrific thing I've ever encountered in police work in my life. He goes on to say, uh, blood was everywhere on the walls and the floor so this Lisa was guy's absolutely clothing. brutal lisa guy's clothing was cut up from her after a murder her legs were severed below the knees her Jeez. arms were severed at the shoulder and then they found lisa guy's head was removed from her spine after blunt force trauma was allegedly applied to her neck of and then the her found her severed head was discovered in a pot boiling on the stove okay so how exactly was he going to make this look like natural causes to insurance he was just trying to get rid of them because i'm going to say number one he wasn't very bright. No, I'm going to agree with you on that. And yes. number two, I think that he was also not very motivated. You know what it reminds me of? Perhaps he was a Green Day fan. Do you remember Kerplunk, the inner, the, um, what do you call it? Oh, yeah, the, yeah. Back, yeah. The, 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 the inner liner notes. notes. The liner notes. There was a story of somebody dismembering their parents. But that was cool back, back then. It was great. It was a story. But we were 15, And then I looked at my 14. father and I was like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah But I didn't do you. it because. <laughs> nice guys finished last. <laughs> now you run out of gas. Which is actually not true. Nice guys uh, often finish first. It's Look people at Jeff don't, Bezos. Don't be taken advantage of. Yep. You can still be very nice. Yeah, I guess so. I guess, Indeed. yeah, nice is not necessarily mean weak but nice is not necessarily the best quality shoot for kind according to major michael mclean uh this is what the sheriff's department he called the crimes very 
very rare. Thank God. <laughs> Otherwise, they have a horrible town and they desperately need to just burn the whole thing to the ground. I'll tell you what, ever since we opened the portal to hell and the ghouls became both the head of accountancy uh-huh. and the head of civic unions, I want to say the town has really gone downhill. Yes. Uh, he goes on to say, it is in the one percentile of homicides mm. in the United States that involve u- mut- mutilation or dismemberment. It's not something we run across. He goes on to say, you, usually there's a motivation behind it. Uh, in this case, we just don't know what it is. It was money. It was money, and I'm going to say uh, doofusism? Doofusism he's can just kill. A, he's a piece of shit. Well, so, uh, now, so we'll see what happens. The trial now is getting kicked off. So take a look at the, this footage. It's very interesting and also heartbreaking to watch this family kind of spell out the story of a person that sounds all too familiar, Joel Michael. He never joined the family in any way, shape, or form. He just sat in his room and played video games. 32. Slowly but surely, his soul atrophying. And I'm pro video games. I love video games. I'm playing Mad Max from 2015 right now. It's been a great a great release, a it's, great relief. It's not the video games that are the problem. The problem no. is this sort of, I mean, it's obviously a violent form of depression that had taken over him, but he obviously also was not taking a lot of steps to fix his situation. I don't even know. He may have not been depressed. He thinks that he can just get away with this and do this, and I think, he has yeah, the he, right. I honestly think he thinks he's a little supervillain. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Finding work-life balance can be tough. But Squarespace gives you the tools to reach your goals and have time to celebrate. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. With the new guided design system, Squarespace Blueprint, you can select from curated layout and styling options to create a personalized website optimized for every device. Get your website discovered fast with integrated, optimized SEO tools. Plus, make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. And with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about, choose your tone, enter what you need, and get auto-generated text. And that helps you save time. I know I'm sitting on about two literal wheelbarrows filled with Horse picks. Now, part of the issue has been is a lot of these pictures are getting stopped at customs because some of them do depict various world leaders in horse-like circumstances that seems to be pinging a lot of these custom agents' accounts. Now, so what I've done to do is like, so while I'm trying to work on hand smuggling these horse picks over various country borders... I then also have time because Squarespace is doing all the other ad work for me to go and work on my killdozer at home. So thank you, Squarespace, for allowing me to diversify in the best way possible for this country. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial when you're ready to launch. Go to squarespace.com left to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. This is a good buffer story here for you, Henry, because I know how you're working on your erections. Um, apparently, there's. A I'm se- working on my erections. You're working on getting them bigger. Yeah, a security flawed. <laughs> I mean, I'm always. If you're, anybody, I know, I know. if anybody has a source, and I'm not saying it, popsicle everyone sticks. Says, they all say popsicle sticks, tugging on it with weights. <laughs> and listen, it can't take that much weight. No, it can't. You've seen those videos of the people that it. do that. And you but those be- sticks cannot get hard anymore. So all the ladies who are like, "Oh, look at that." Ooh. Log seventeen inch flats and penis. It doesn't get hard. Some girls like it. What's called? It's called pooling a lasso. When you just pull the long thin stuff and you just kind of try to shove it in, like when you kind of put a bunch of tissues in a glove compartment in the car. Apparently, there was a security flaw, and this is just for 
you, Henry. I'm reading this just for you. Why is You're, this for me? Because I think it's important for you. A security flaw in a high-tech chastity belt, <laughs> uh, it's for men, made it possible for hackers to remotely lock all the devices in. I let my penis stay free-range. I don't put it in jail. There, you know, I yeah. that penis needs to stay. It, my underpants is enough of a jail for it. So apparently you shove your cock into this yep. extreme machine. They show like, did you see this photo, this video? Henry, look at this video. No, I know. It's got a you full have to keyboard. Saw it off. So where they're discovering there's like a hacking flaw that you can hack into it and lock it permanently. All devices at once. Yes. Which is talk about the, the great cuckening of 2021. So the problem is, according to Alex Lamas, uh, he is a researcher at a uh, at a tech firm. He says the problem is that manufacturers of these other toys sometimes rush their products to market. And we, what do we know about sex? Take it slow and low, like barbecue. <laughs> All right, everything is about barbecue. I don't know if that's true at all either. Um, He goes on to say most of the problems. You can only get it three ways. It's like, you know, good, fast, or cheap. You can only get it two out of three. I think that also applies. I'll take take it. uh, I'll go good. Why not? That's the safest answer there. Most times the problem is a disclosure of sensitive personal data, but in this case, you can get physically locked in with your cock isn't that bad this is what i honestly why does the castration cup have to go digital i know it's 2020 i don't know and we're trying to blaze our way into the future of the three body problem but my question is can't just something stay analog is there not is it not more is it less hornier for you the people that want to put the chastity the chastity (sighs) cages on why don't you just have like a, a, a one that's got a simple padlock or one that, you know, and then your lover can keep the key on them well, at all times? My understanding is this might be used in prisons. So what? this is according to. Whoa. Yes. Uh, so this is. How? According, I'm not. Well, I is think that legal? I think it might be somewhat used in prison, but also not exclusively. Uh, this is according to a TechCrunch reporter who is so happy to get this beat. What a, what a great day at the office. Uh, it noted that one online reviewer who appeared to have got locked in due to an unrelated bug posted that uh, he had been, quote, left with a bad scar that took nearly a month. To recover. Oh, on the top of your dick? I guess. But where do you see the information that they're being used in jails? It is literally called the QE's cellmate chastity cage. Are you just saying the word cellmate? Because cellmate, I think, to them is sexy. The cage wirelessly connects to a smartphone via Bluetooth. Okay, maybe it's not used for prisoners. I think it's just called cellmate because a cellmate is like to it's them. that grabs your penis. People like that. People want know. a cellmate. And, and if you are having the chastity cup on your penis, you want to be a cellmate. It's just, it's a big clunky thing. It just seemed like a lot of work. I just, you know, get on Wellbutrin. That'll kill your boner. <laughs> uh, you don't even need to use this very bizarre cup You don't holder. even need any of that. Just watch Robin's Wish on documentary, on uh, the documentary. Oh, is it about Robin Williams? Yeah. Somebody sent me a message. Apparently, I was very mean to Robin Williams on an episode about eight years ago, but he was still alive. So I can't believe that. I know. How dare you? <laughs> Eight I, years ago? I love him. I love him. He was I guess he, you made, don't. he made a scarf into a babushka. I remember the scarf into a babushka thing, and they're all like, he can do anything. He can do anything. He can. He could. All right. This next video right here, this next story comes all the way from Japan. This is a very interesting story okay. about a serial killer that is now uh, admitting 
to killing, it seems to be, nine people in an apartment near Tokyo. This comes from the Kyoto News. This is in Tachikawa, Japan. A Japanese man pleaded guilty Wednesday to murdering and dismembering and storing the bodies of nine people in his apartment near Tokyo in a 2017 case involving victims who had expressed suicidal thoughts on Twitter, which I actually think is most of the Zoomer generation. So this guy is about to kill. All 19-year-olds on Twitter. Yeah, absolutely. This is a, it is very strange because they're trying to argue it now. He's going into trial. He killed eight women and one man aged 15 to 26, and they seem to have found uh, his body parts in his house. But they're saying it's with their consent? Yes, they're saying that people, um, he basically searched for people asking and wanting to commit suicide online. There's okay. one story of a woman that came out and said that she she posted saying um, she was looking for someone to join her in killing herself. The message said that she was, quote-unquote, scared of dying alone. He answered, apparently, and this is the person they found. They found the, the body parts of this young woman. Okay. He went online by the name, uh, It's it, the, his account name could be loosely translated as Hangman, and he would invite people that express suicidal thoughts to his home, and then he would kill them. And I'm assuming this is illegal in Japan, much like it's I mean, illegal it's here. Or was it's, it? Is this like? Is this one of those Kevorkian cases? Is anyone no, like? Well, no, he was doing no, it for no, the no, betterment no. of the people. No, or, no they, okay. they are pretty handedly saying that he is a serial killer. And that, so no. this is not. So his mo, he's making it up. You think? It's not that he's making it up. It's the fact that. How can you tell anybody's true emotion, true motives, and true ideas versus what they say online versus what they end up doing? In life, right. I think that there is a natural divide. I think that there is a little bit more of the memification of depression that happens on the internet, where it's a little bit, and also it's a place where you can anonymously share your feelings, and right. then maybe you do take the next steps. A man named Hangman says, "Like, well, I can do that for you, and let's let me like let's meet up." But in your mind, yeah, we've seen these kind of stories before, but usually on like. Um, the the deep web. Yes, and like and because there was that famous German man that yes. killed somebody and ate somebody, and he got away with it because he showed all he had the receipts. This guy, it seems like it's a little bit more. I want to say the arrangement was a little bit more casual. And when people arrive mm. to be quote unquote murdered or being having a sense of suicide, I imagine I imagine that 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 is one thought that you have maybe, but maybe the other thought too is. Oh, we're all in a scenario, kind of like what happened with Cannibal Cop. Right. We're in a collective fantasy, and we're talking about this subject. And then in the end- He just bought too much stuff that went along with the story, though, because wasn't he found with some rope, and he was looking at databases But but then it turned out it was all fake. The databases was what what was illegal, and he was a fucking cop. And he used cop databases to extend his fantasy. That's not right. This guy is- you know, so you show up and maybe, you know, like you want to kill yourself. But maybe the other thing is you kind of want to you want to find somebody that relates to you and you want to talk about this kind of shit. And then this guy is just a fucking serial killer preying upon people that are very vulnerable. He also uh, apparently he would steal cash yes. from the victims. Uh, he owed one of the women around three hundred and sixty thousand yen. How much money do you think that is, Henry? Oh man! If you just had to get—I mean, I have the number right here, so I can seem smart. Um, I think it's like a thousand dollars. Three thousand four hundred and ten dollars. Oh wow! Isn't that that's something? No, that's still something. That's very something. That's still something. What do you think? The older I get, I watched the Kevorkian documentary. Yes. The older I get, the more I'm thinking: Do you need help with this? 
What do you mean? The people who he suicided. Yes. They weren't ALS. They could no. still move. But the So I I just feel like there at, is a there it seems to be there's this kind of natural it's like a divide of a doctor is doing it. So it's not as I think tawdry. if you're going to do it, you have to do it yourself. Not that K- Kavorkian, he also started reading his own press. And I think the reason he got convicted was because he was so far up his own ass. Well, he liked the celebrity status. Yes. I think that he may have been able to get away with it if he didn't do it the way that he did it. I feel like if you are terminally ill, why can't you bop out? You know, they kind of give you, I mean, I feel like I just walked into a fucking deep political minefield. Well, uh, as a matter of fact, Doug Stanhope, he has a great bit about killing his mother. Oh, that's an incredible, incredible story. And the book is also incredible. But that was informal. And that was about him and and his family. And it was very personal. I believe that you should be able to choose if you want to go out or not. But same way, I think that you should be able to choose to have an abortion if you want. I think you should be allowed to do these things because it's your fucking body. But, you know. Who am I? Just some kind of Satanist on a fucking podcast. Look at my tiny shorts. He's Nobody's Polish. calling me into fucking to be on the Supreme Court. No, no, no. But I'll tell you what, I get on there, I'll make some fucking changes. You think you do just wonderful on the court. Oh, but... I love long meetings. I think that that is great. Anyway, uh, I don't know. I'm just very conflicted at the more that oh, I watch. Oh, it's very conflicted. Because I don't like Dr. Kevorkian. The interviews, I was like, you're really not a likable guy. I guess that's to be expected when he kills you, people, for a kill people for a living. I guess that, he's like, but he at the hates. same time, like, even Ronald Reagan, who killed thousands, you know what he would do? <laughs> Smile. Give out jelly beans. <laughs> he would give out jelly beans, and everyone would be like, oh, thank you, Sell Ronald. The Iran Contra doesn't Sell matter. Sell it to me. Give me that sugar. So the guy in Japan is going to trial and for nine months. Yeah, he's okay. the, that's about to start. We're going to hopefully cover that as that increases, but what a chilling story. Don't meet anybody online. I mean, honestly, no, I'll take that back. Meet people online but not for assisted suicide because remember number one they're never going to help you commit suicide you're just going to get murdered i know you're showing up to have a conversation that's what you really mean and then yeah. these guys end up killing you and number two they're never a hitman they're always a cop it's never a child prostitute it's always a tiny cop or chris hansen who not more of not he's kind of also slid no he just got in trouble for writing bad checks which i actually thought was adorable i mean because who writes checks to me if you are writing a check and it's not to like are you big lebowski yeah if you're just in a normal store writing a check (laughs) then that person is in financial trouble yes um yes and going back to a ronald reagan quote trust but verify who are these people show a picture of the newspaper next to your head let me know you're real is that a ronald reagan yeah, he's talking in the Soviet Union, yeah. Trust wow. and verify. I'm really glad They're- how pro-Reagan today has gotten. <laughs> what a fun day on, on the podcast. Did you it's really going to help for your Tuesday? Huh? <laughs> no, I didn't. Uh. I really just love our leftist listeners going, Aah! Oh, by today's standards, he's a, he's a crazy liberal. Oh, so my God. Oh, Lord. Just fucking. This next story is about another man that was Doing an good. educated, learned man. But he went a little too far. Renowned surgeon. This comes from The Independent. Renowned surgeon Derek McMinn hoarded thousands of body parts over 25 years. Hip operation pioneer. And that's not, he's not a hip operation pioneer. He's a hip 
Operation, Operation Pioneer. Very so he, cool. Yeah, so he was the first one to discover you can do it with Twizzlers. I don't know what he did, <laughs> but apparently he was really cool. And him and Posty used oh, to really hang out. cool, yeah, super chill. Yeah. A world a world renowned surgeon collected and stored body parts from thousands of patients over twenty five years in a breach of legal and ethical guidelines. Huh. Derek McKinn, who pioneered the hip reserving technique that do- doctors used to resurrect Andy Murray's tennis career. Oh. You love him. I have been saying I've been I have a picture of Andy Murray that I kiss every morning. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know who that know who that mm. was, but it was nice to see his face all worn down from kissing. Yes, indeed. He kept the bones of at least five thousand two hundred and twenty-four patients Good that Lord. he operated on, some of whom could have been children, despite having no license to store body parts or proper consent from patients. The case has not been referred to police or by the human tissue. Authority. There's a human know. tissue authority. Oh yes, this the is in the UK. Yes, the HTA. They're always because uh, oh god, that's scary. I hate Do going they have a through police the department. There's thousands of police units that we don't even know about. Going through the HTA at the airport is so fucking demoralizing. How often they squeeze my lump handles and say, "Ooh, more room Dear for sir. organs." <laughs> <laughs> Um, but they've they've co- they've covered this up because he was a very famous doctor. He well, was the he worked at this place called Edgebuston Hospital in Birmingham, where the surgeon carried out the majority of his operations. He's worked on sports stars, like all sorts of super super high end clients. My question here is, and this is just dipping the toe into this story. Mm-hmm. Be careful! You might not get that toe. You might not get that toe back. Is it? I mean, obviously, so the people don't know he's taking their bones, but they don't need the bones anymore. I don't fully understand, like, how bad, a- how bad is this? I'm literally asking how bad is this? If I was a juror, I'd be like, judge, you're going to have to tell me how bad this is. Because I, I don't know. I'm close to you on this because I also don't know, but I know it's mostly about consent. It's about the fact that he kept... All of these just joint bone joints and joint bones and hip meats and all this kind of shit, just like in his house in containers, like stripped down bones. Um, and I think it's I mean, because it's they're weird. not telling people. Well, he kept it. He kept them, quote unquote, to keep his mind active when he okay. um, when he retires. And he says that he's going to do research on the bones. Um, but he was, what he called, the, they say that he was the goose that laid the golden egg because he kind of kept the whole hospital running with his very lucrative hip operation technique or all this kind of bullshit. And so people came from all across the land to go see him. But he just kept piles and piles of bones Look. at home and in his office. But then I get, concer- I get kind of confused because, you know, our producer and, and lovely oldest friend in the world, Marcus Those Parks. Those are horse bones. But, I mean, he's got a human skull. He has human bones. I don't know if we should crime? say that. Um, Why can't, I feel like he purchased them. I don't know. The revelations, again, they throw a spotlight on safety with private hospitals. Apparently, just months after this story, uh, a jailed breast surgeon, Ian Peterson, carried out unnecessary surgery on more than a thousand patients but that to me is much worse it's than something this about guy. The, the ghoulish view of the surgeon being brought into 2020 where like this idea that the surgeon is a, a sociopath that just looks at us like we're walking lumps of meat well doctors back in the day used to just be killed because of their very interest inside of our uh, of our internal organs i mean it's kind of a it's a little bit of a dirty practice 
He just had all these piles and piles of bones. But my question is, was like he had twenty pots of bones. He wants to keep doing research after he retires, but I feel like you can do that with books. <laughs> I feel like you could go back into the hospital and look at bones, and people will let you. You're a famous doctor. Maybe again, I'm crazy. Maybe I, I don't know. Well, but I feel was- like the bones are like a thing you could get at. It sounds like he's keeping trophies like he's Jeffrey Dahmer. Well, he was suspended, so things are going wrong for the guy. Uh, The report concluded that Mr. McMinn has and continues to store material, namely tissue, that came from human bodies. It added Mm. neither he nor his clinic had a license from the Human Tissue Authority to do so. So the Human Tissue Authority is the mob of human flesh? Is that what that is? Like, you have to pay them off so you can keep a toe? Yeah, you gotta pay the VIG so you can have a collarbone in your house? Okay, the report was unable to verify how many samples McMinn had, um, but they say, again, as Henry said, over 5,000, so... I don't really the, know why honestly, he the scar- needed so many. I think the scariest thing about the story is the human tissue. Yeah. The HTA, the Human Tissue Authority, is something... Do we need it? I mean, I guess we do if we got all these just fucking chunks of human tissue hanging out in professors' homes. It sounds like it's more of a uh, like a witness protection program, but for me... According to uh, Ted Baker, he's a professor. He said the chief inspector of the hospital said, quote, Well, we understand that the BMI's internal investigation incurred delays. It is disappointing that it has taken so long for the findings to be shared with us. I guess so, because he was just so. working. But I just don't know. I guess, you know, this is the problem with us doing the show for so long. Yeah. Because you really look at it, and I think that there's some people didn't that kill are anyone. screaming. They're screaming right now, being like, how dare you think that this man could be innocent of any crimes? But in I'm my not, mind, it's it's I'm not, I know that he's guilty of something, but I don't know what it is. I think it's just because we started this episode. This is a particularly... Macabre. Yeah, it's a dark episode. Yeah, it's Halloween. So we started with the Marty Jannetty story, which was actually extremely dark, and I yeah, sort you of barreled right barreled into it. right into that. So yeah. that's how we started, and then we've been talking about beheadings and murder. And this guy, he I actually helped feelings. the patient. He helped the patients, and then he was just like, "And I'll take a little bit." Then it's like taking a, a big, it's like taking a Big Mac home when you work at uh, when you work at McDonald's. Are you gonna arrest me? But do you take the Big Mac out of somebody else's order? I feel like America oh, could understand. That's a good point. America can understand that crime far easier than ah, it's just a bone. But what if you get the order wrong? I didn't want pickles. Oh, I put one with pickles on. I'm gonna put that over here in the freezer for later. Yeah, which is what you can do then if he was in a constant like revolving system of like taking a hip bone from the previous surgery and then being like oh would you believe I'll find an extra hip bone in there uh-huh. and they're all like hey mind if I take that pop this one back in there Lori you know, they'll all be like sure thing Dr. McMahon yeah. Yeah, if there's extra yeah absolutely take the extra well either way don't worry folks the spokesperson said uh, of the group would like to apologize for this surgeon's completely unacceptable and distressing thank actions thank god in we the got years. it I'm sorry because yeah. that to me that's as good as having all the bones back yeah, they say we will have no, we will leave no stone unturned oh, investigating. I bet. I bet these historic issues. Absolutely, no bucket unfouled. Yes, indeed. So, yeah, I guess that this guy is just very lucky that we started this episode off with such horrible stories. Otherwise, Derek McMinn. He would be. He seen would as, be the grossest one. He would be the, the grossest we, one. But, but no, he's like the third grossest we've covered today. So yes, yeah. I guess that's really what it is. Is it it's about it, framing? It's the framing of it because his crimes are not quite 
as bad as He's boiling saying- your your fucking father's new girlfriend's head in a pot and just leaving it to simmer. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. I agree. I agree. Look oh. at this story here. This is a palate cleanser. Five foul-mouthed parrots have to be separated at Lincolnshire Zoo after teaching <laughs> each other how to swear. Oh, that's so cute. This comes from The Sun, our favorite newspaper. The parrots <laughs> named Billy, Eric, Tyson, Jade, and Elsie. They joined the Lincolnshire Wildlife Park colony of 200 gray parrots in August. Cute. <laughs> Cute. Um, they said that it started to swear at staff and visitors. We saw it very quickly. We are quite used to parrots swearing, but we've never had five at the same time. Most parrots clam up outside, but for some reason, these five relish it. And they just went ballistic. They were all swelling. And it's like we were a little concerned about the children because I get called a fat tot every time I walk past. Is that what it is? A fat tot? Oh, I think that's a tart. Well, I think oh, a, tart. It, they it's did T and then there was like star, star, T. Tart? Is I that that bad of a word? I might be, yeah. When a parrot tells you to tell you to fuck off, it amuses people very highly. <laughs> and they don't like it. Why? This should be an exhibit. I yeah. want to hear, honestly, though. It depends on what the curse words are. Isn't oh, that apparently. True? Oh no, they just say fuck. Yeah, I mean, honestly. I mean, fuck is a kind. It's a fun word. And in, in in England, you can drink. And Already, you, know, you can drink at the zoo if you're 13 in England. This might sound completely juvenile and uh, dare I say half stupid. <laughs> if anybody knows out there, do the parrots know they're swearing? Do the parrots know they're swearing? Because they do feel juvenile. <laughs> honestly, you know what? Do they know they're swearing? Because I feel like intent. Matters in the law. I do. And if these I'm parrots I don't know it's a wonder. curse word. Well, because, you know, like a dog, once it understands a certain behavior gets a certain reaction, like it does the same behavior. Like Wendy really has fully, when we are in the kitchen, no matter what, right? Even if Wendy's already eaten or whatever. Oh, yeah. She comes to the kitchen and the performance, the only way to describe, you know that? picture that one that national geographic of like the crying girl with the very blue eyes oh, with beautiful. the shawl on yeah that's like what wendy mimics she does this thing she right. like faces away from each other looks behind her shoulder and goes like i have never eaten before in my life and it i now know at first yep. it seemed natural and then you started watching me like oh this is an act this is an act they're totally fine they are manipulating they're- two apex predators our dogs are very well fed they oh it's almost two yeah that's what the doctor says anyway. Um, but apparently most parrots clam up when they get outside, but not these five. They relish it. I, I you know, put them on exhibit, put them, send them, send them to the, uh, send them to, us. to the theater. America will take them. Absolutely. I like my parrots as fucking, I want them to be nasty. I agree. Well, speaking of America, America's pastime, uh, baseball. Uh, former Dodgers pitcher oh, Charles yeah, Hager is with baseball, man. Yeah, you know. Out you there, like you to... get the peanuts. I remember my no, father I'm used about to the take... game, not not the, the fan watching the game. No, baseball, yes, the actual game itself. My the four father bases used the... to take me into Shea Stadium back in the day, right? And we didn't need Beautiful. tickets because they used to respect the boys in blue, so we used to just walk past. The technically, that was your father abusing his power. Yes, exactly. Yeah. But it benefited me. He used to show his badge at the thing, and we just walk right on through. And we go. And I remember it was the first time I had waffle fries, and I remember sitting and being so excited about the waffle fries and I go and you know and you know be like daddy daddy you want waffle fries <laughs> yeah. and the father's just like let me just let's just see don't you want to watch some of the games being like I would be so 
much more. Wow. I'm learning to games, Father. If I could just get a little bit. Uh, we have waffle fries. Just give them the kid spicy the waffle, waffle fries. fries. Yeah, man, because that's really all I was going to the game for. No, of course. No, I. if I ever had a child, I would definitely go. You go to the concession stand first. Oh, no, that's what we had to. Yeah, then you you sit the fat kid down. My father was trying to get me to like baseball, but the whole time, I was just thinking about hot dogs. Charles Hager, maybe you would have liked it if Charles Hager was pitching that day. Uh, He has been sought in the killing of his ex-girlfriend. He was then found dead on Saturday with a self-inflicted gunshot wound. So, uh, hey, you don't think the Dodgers can hit? Okay, there we go with hey, that. Whoa, whoa, what is Hager's this? Body, of, he must be some kind of seasoned finisher. Hager's oh, body was discovered on. about 4 p.m. on a trail alongside the south rim of the Grand Canyon. Honestly, though, if you're going to kill yourself, what a nice place. I guess so. He killed Daniel Breach. She was 34 years old. This uh, is she a, was the owner of the Tipsy Coyote Bar and Grill in Scottsdale, which I'm sure was a great place. God, I just want to be, I want to be at the Tipsy Cowgirls, what are it called? The Tipsy Coyote. I want to be, wanna be there. the people are. I want to be in Scottsdale, Arizona, just sitting there, just slugging a big old fucking 48-ouncer of fucking BL, man. Ooh, I miss a bar. I do, too. I miss seeing inside of a bar. I do, too. Hager was a pitcher. He was drafted by the Chicago White Sox in 2001, but he sucked. He only played 83 innings in the majors yeah he wasn't good no he's so Which honestly it's funny us saying that because even to just be a baseball player in the oh my god the, he was horrible. I, almost, I almost said nba and the nfl he was a, he was he was two and seven with a 6.40 era he is literally horrible how but, did he even hit anything but he did a really good shoot job anything technically that is far better than we'd ever do he went all the way to major league baseball just to suck and still probably mopped up more but than anybody possible. According to investigations, uh, he emerged from the victim's bedroom with a handgun. Hager then pointed the handgun at a roommate. The roommate quickly escaped out of the back of the residence. Whoa, 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 I didn't say anything about your ERA. And he was able to get a neighbor to call 911. They found him dead. Uh, They found her dead, and then they found him dead with a a bullet in the brain. Uh, Dare I say, someone who took the law into his own hands multiple times. Yep. And uh, it's very unfortunate because we love our small business owners, and we especially love our bar owners. And so, if this bar is still around in Flagstaff, Arizona, Scottsdale the, or Scottsdale, rather, is it uh, Micah the Tipsy from Coyote Bar Scottsdale? and Grill in Scottsdale? Yes, Scottsdale. Micah Fox, a fantastic comedian. Check her out on everything. All right. Well, I think it's time for Hero of the Week. Yeah, oh, really? Are we already yeah, got yeah, there? Yeah, I think it is. Oh my! God. I think it's time. Well, as macabre as this episode has been, we are going to do a true hero this week. Well, we're actually going to steep into our good emotions? Yes, and of course, this person probably won't be able to listen to this episode because of what we've talked about. But nonetheless, mm-hmm. Jabri Parks, who has epilepsy, wanted to wanted his wish to help others in need. So this is a Make-A-Wish. And usually, and of course, this is no problem whatsoever, but usually Make-A-Wish kids, they want to see John Cena or Roman Reigns. They or love John Aaron Cena. Aaron Rodgers or, you know, or, you know, maybe... A sports hero, yeah. A sports hero or, or, or a celebrity of sorts. But this person... Jabri Parks is earning that title for being brave by helping others and being selfless on a day that was supposed to be about him. Isn't this sweet? Mm. The South Philadelphia teen has epilepsy. He's been suffering from seizures since he was two years old. Uh, He was receiving a -a make-a-wish, and he knew what he wanted to do. He wanted to dress up as a superhero for the day and hit the streets of Philly, helping and feeding the city's homeless. Very wonderful, Jabri. 
nice. This is a this That's is a what, nice. What a nice story you just told. It really is nice. Dennis Heron, the president and CEO of Make a Wish Philadelphia, uh, he says he could have taken his family on vacation. I mean, if I'm his family, I'm like, wait, could have gone on vacation? But okay, all right, that's fine. <laughs> I don't know. Good, he could good, have good, taken good. his family on vacation. He could have met with his favorite recording artist or athlete. They could have had a swimming pool in the backyard. Whatever it might have been, I didn't realize you could get a swimming pool in the backyard for Make a Wish. That's pretty. I cool. mean, that's actually a pretty good get. Um, and he goes on to say, instead, he flipped the switch and debris is providing us with hope. Debris' wish led to the donation of supplies of 300 box lunches to Project Home and Hub of Hope with the support of Wawa and the local organization. So they're, up, they're, they're, they're eating the Wawa roller, but dogs. That's great. Yes, indeed. This is what Debris said. He said, it is important for me to help people because when I was little, when I was three years old, I had seizures and I couldn't help myself. Oh. And then he said, but my mom helped me and I want to give back. Isn't that sweet? That's so nice. Yes, according you to You know his- what's also cool? But, but then I thought he said he was going to drive it like he dresses as a superhero and he stopped the cartels. <laughs> That would be incredible. That's a fun story. Jabri's mother said, I applaud him. I think his character is more ambitious than anybody who would think from a 13-year-old. Wawa is making a contribution of $2,500 in Jabri's honor to Project Home. So Jabri Parks, your hero of the week. And um, honestly, not to be too capitalist on this flip, but get a GoFundMe. We can get you some money. (laughs) We can can get him some money. It's always good to figure out some way you got to get new income flows. Yes, indeed. What a strange episode it's been. That was maybe the sweetest... Maybe the sweetest one we've read so far. I we le- went from probably one of the most grossest, unrepentant, <laughs> disgusting episodes of the show, and then we did one of the only true, genuine oh, moments of joy. Jabri Parks. And guess what? That's what you get here at LPN. Absolutely. We want to. We all want the news you, you can just, use. It's all about training your mind, the muscles of your mind, by just kind of dragging you back and forth. Yes, indeed. So Build we got walls. some letters. Um, we got a lot of response about the uh, the breakdown of Asian stars committing yes. suicide within three days. All the K-pop stars. But th- it wasn't just K-pop, because I know one was from uh, Japan, and we were just remarking that it, it was just kind of crazy that it all happened at once. Yes. Like, that, that was it wasn't necessarily you're all from the same but this is from a, a, a listener that uh, lives in Korea oh also I have to amend something I said Ron Perlman on a show Lou Perlman Ron Perlman of course Lou, Ron Perlman is a, a wonderful saint. actor wonderful actor yes I live in Korea, and I think Korea as a country has one of the highest suicide rates in the world. Ooh. This is mostly due to their extreme work culture and unwillingness to acknowledge mental illness in any form. I teach tons of kids who have behavioral issues, which will most likely never be resolved due to it being seen as an imperfection in the child, and thus would bring embarrassment and pity to the parents and family. Oh, I wish that would stop. Well, think about all the art that they can create and all the good things they can have, all yeah. beautiful minds out there. Every artist you've ever known is crippled with mental illness. Yes, indeed. Now, as far as pop stars, many of them do start out working for entertainment companies from their preteens. They live in dorms, barely see their family, have intense diet and exercise regimens, and when they get older, they are forbidden to date. Not to mention their extreme appearance schedules. Why are they forbidden to date? So the audience will be like, I think I got a chance. I honestly think so. It's like what happened. Hitler famously did that too. Really? John Lennon said he didn't want anybody to know about Eva Braun because he wanted wanted to be be a sex symbol. He was a weird sex symbol. Ugh. It takes all types. That's why I say, dudes, if you're lonely, just hold out. Yeah, okay. Um, These pop stars have impossible standards to live up to. 
and I'm fairly certain many of them are on are in the closet, so they must deny their true identities for the fans. So it's just tough on them it in general. Horrible, yeah. It's just very, very true. So basically, they it go on to like, say, "It sounds like Marilyn Monroe's era yes, of Hollywood." They really drive them hard, and maybe it seems like that's one aspect of why they might commit suicide more often than not. I mean, honestly, if you want your entertainers to perform, this is the fine line. I mean, you look at someone like. Joe Jackson. You look at someone like Ike Turner. The result was, oh, wow, Jackson 5 and Tina Turner. But the reality is you could have gotten that result by being not at all nearly as abusive. Well, plenty of people were beaten but and did not become celebrities. Exactly. So I was at my mom's house the other day, and we got talking on the subject of dreams, specifically weird dreams. Oh, that's she nice said, to have a mother like that you can do that with. It is. <laughs> it really is. I don't tell my mom my dreams. No. Mostly because sometimes my dreams... The content becomes a little irresponsible. <laughs> irresponsible? She said she had a very strange dream, which is unusual for her because she never has strange dreams or even likes to talk about dreams in general. This seems the same for this person. Mm-hmm. She described how she saw a tall blonde person wearing all white, like a tunic almost, standing in front of her, arms outstretched, beckoning to her, telling her to come with them. She said she was sure she must have been talking or yelling in her sleep because of how fervently she was telling the person, no! Whoa! I prodded a little further without telling her where I was going with the questions, and I confirmed with her that the person was tall, blonde, and all in white. She said yes, and I told her it sounded like the alien race, the tall whites, and I told her a little bit about them. She reacted in a frightened way, which I was surprised about because I thought she would just laugh because she, you know, absolutely does not believe in aliens or anything spiritual or anything like that. Well, she's cool. Yeah, she's normal. But this clearly had her shaken. Oh. Which I think says something about the experience itself that affected that much. Hmm. Okay. Well, what a great dream that sounds like. Doesn't sound that bad. Honestly, she just hung out with a bunch of tall whites. It does. It's your whole life. I just, I'm I'm hanging out with one. Okay. I am an EMT currently working in a large county in North Carolina. You don't have to work in EMS for a lengthy amount of time to amass a collection of weird, crazy stories. This particular story happened about a year into my career. One morning, my partner and I were checking off our truck before the beginning of our shift, basically just going through and making sure all of our equipment was functional, the lights and sirens are in working order, etc. My partner that day was one of my best friends. And we were extremely good at communicating with each other about what kind of calls we were comfortable running. For example, I hate eye injuries. They've always grossed me the fuck out. So we had a deal that if we were dispatched to any eye injuries, she would take the patient to prevent me from having to deal with it. Interesting. That's interesting. On this particular morning, my partner decided she liked to add to the list of calls that we'd switch patients for. My partner was a raging lesbian. And had their request is that if we get any nasty VJJ calls, that I should take them because she didn't want Nam flashbacks when she was trying to fuck her girlfriend. Okay, interesting. Being a bisexual female, I completely understood and agreed to take these types of calls. What I did not consider, however, was the fact that I also like dick. I did not make the counter agreement that she take all the nasty pee-pee calls. That was my first mistake. What is, what is going on in the break room at this damn this EMT is, place? This is very fun. Okay. About an hour later, we got our first call. We were eating breakfast at the time, so we scarfed down all, all what we could and ran out to the truck. My partner had the radio and ran to the side of the rig to start driving to the dispatch address. Normally, you would tell dispatch that you were en route to the call, and they'd give you a rundown of what kind of call you were going to. It's called a short report. I couldn't hear the radio over the sound of the engine, but what I could hear was my partner hysterically laughing from the other side of the truck. 
It took her a solid five minutes to stop cry laughing long enough to tell me what kind of call we were going to. It was a routine, meaning no lights or sirens, sick call. 30-year-old male with swollen penis. Uh-oh. That was all the information that they got. Well, no she should be doing the penises if the other do if the other chicks doing the vaginas. But right now we're just hearing swollen. Okay. So maybe it's filled with M and M's. Could be. Could be. We arrived on scene to find the aforementioned thirty year old male sitting in a chair within his mother's kitchen. I walk in trying to maintain my professionalism and act like we didn't spend the last fifteen minutes making dick jokes in the truck on the way to his house. <laughs> I ask him, "So what's going on today, sir?" He looks up at me and mumbles. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You ever heard of a priapism? You know, a priapism is a medical term for erection lasting more than four hours, and it's not typically a word most people know. Oh, Which okay. let me know that this man has probably been WebMDing this shit already. And I told him, yes, I'm familiar. He says, oh, okay, good. Well, see, I did a shit ton of cocaine yesterday. My dick got real hard, huh. real fast, right? And now it won't go down. With, with the cocaine. I guess so. Although he couldn't advise me on exactly how much a shit ton of cocaine was. After hearing this, I had to look at the man in the face and while keeping my composure, ask him if he had tried to jack off in an attempt to combat the erection. At this point, I could hear my partner behind me trying not to laugh, <laughs> which made the situation that much worse. He said that he had tried to masturbate and it hadn't worked. There isn't much I can do for this guy at this point except make sure all of his vital signs are stable and give him a ride to the hospital. So that's what we did. So we take him to the doctor. We transferred. About three hours later, we went back to the same hospital to take in another patient. On the way back to our truck, the doctor we had seen earlier in the day stopped us. You brought y'all brought the guy in with the priapism in, right? The boner, yeah. Yeah, that was us. Why? The doctor then informs us that they placed a total of four. 20-gauge IV needles into the man's shaft in an attempt to drain the blood from his penis and get it to go down. However, it hasn't worked out. In fact, his Magic Johnson was twice the size it was when we left him a few hours earlier. What's happening? The doctor then told us that the next step would be to inject impedinephrine directly into his penis to dilate the blood vessels and try to drain the blood that way. If that didn't work, they would have no choice but to prep him for surgery, the surgery that would remove all of the erectile tissue from the man's penis, which would essentially have him unable to have sex again. We stood outside the hospital. What kind of cocaine was this? Oh, my God. One of the doctors... This massive discolored penis. One of the doctors drew up the appropriate amount of epinephrine and injected into the base of his penis. There was silence as we all waited to see if this man was about to lose his dick. A minute goes by, three minutes, five minutes. You could feel the tension rising, pun intended, in the room. Ten minutes later, the doctor takes off his gloves, throws them in the trash, and says, Go ahead and prep him for surgery. No! He lost his penis. Moral of the story, don't do cocaine. What was in the cocaine? I don't know. I have a feeling it was cut with something that maybe wasn't necessarily good. I don't know. For the human body. Don't do cocaine. Be very careful out there. Wow. 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 Can you imagine that call? I actually am happy that they have a bit of a sense of humor. And at some point, we're all going to meet an EMT. It's not going to be our greatest moment. Uh, We'll probably be covered in poop after we fell. And we're like, I couldn't get up. Help me. Help me. You can tell some jokes. I mean, honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell jokes because I don't. It's going to be very uncomfortable. It's weird because I don't like a funny dentist, but I love a funny EMT. Because you did, you had to. It's got to be something weird. Going to be something weird. 
Something's going to happen. I'm going to get caught in a rail. The next thing you know, my stepson's going to be railing on me from behind. I've oh, seen these videos. They sure. keep popping up. Oh, my goodness. Well, all right, everyone. Thank you so um, much for listening to this week's side stories. This week's side stories. Check out this week. We want to say thank you to everybody who joined us for Haunt Your House oh last week God. on Twitch. It was a massive success. We so had raised the money that we were looking for, $2,700 for being Arts Hero this week. Check out. We have hosts, Ed, Ed Larson, Amber Nelson, Jackie Zabrowski, and I believe Holden McNeely. They're going to be doing Haunter House with the movie called Werewolf in the Girls' Dormitory. It's going to get saucy. Ooh. Hashtag go on, on twitch.tv slash Network this Saturday at 6 p.m. EST, 9 p.m. EST, yes. and all of the proceeds go to the American Diabetes Association awesome. because that is the disease that is going to kill the majority of the hosts on LPN. Absolutely, and seriously, from the bottom of our hearts, I know we talk we talk about some macabre things. We some talk dark a lot of matter. mess. We talk a lot of mess. We try to bring light into the darkness because we all have to get through this life one way or another. Might Got as well do it laughing, laughing, but laughing, laughing, when, laughing, uh, screaming. We we so our goal was two thousand for being arts hero. And we got to 2000, no exaggeration, probably 23 minutes in to when we were doing it. And then we got all the way up to 2700. That is unbelievably sweet of you all. And so we're doing good things despite, uh, you know, despite the, the despite some of the content, we're doing good things. Well, for our horrible minds and our even worse voices, we try to have good voices. You do. Yeah. What we're trying to do here is equalize our carbon footprint. Socially and spiritually um, with our actions. Because I believe I love a satanic charity drive. Nothing suits me more than the idea of the two dichotomies fighting each other. I love that you these people have to take our money. They love it too. They because like trying to describe to charities like who we are and what we do, and then go, Oh, okay. Because they They, know they have to take the money. Money knows no creed. Because also we don't give anything that is connected to God. I don't believe in it, Jared. It's connected to Jesus Well, Christ. I don't believe that they. Uh, that, that most of them are not on the up and up. Perhaps there are some out there, but uh, a lot of the research has shown there's a lot of bureaucracy that that money goes to. But all of the well, money we'll that you give out. to us, it goes obviously directly uh, to these charities. So live your life every day knowing that you're going to have to equal out all of the sins of your past with every action of your future. Sure. Always be. strive to be better, faster, stronger, more charitable, kinder, but also more devious. Are you Vince McMahon? Yep. What's going on? I'm filled with my own personal energy drink, which is what I call my cum. Oh. And I want you to live. You got to laugh. Again, what we were saying, because you have life. You don't laugh. Sometimes you're just going to cry. You're going to cry. And you know what? I hate crying. Unless, of course, you're watching the Mr. Rogers documentary, then in which case you cry. it forces it out of you. It does. Or the documentary Gleason. Sometimes I put on sad docs. Just so I can cry, it's, it's nice. extremely difficult because it clears out the ducts, so yes. we don't get duct cancer. Yes, I, I, I don't understand people who just cry. I don't. I, I, I don't, don't know. get it. They seem um, to be free with their emotions and love. Love knowing that we are getting closer to Halloween. <gasps> Halloween's gonna be fun year. This is a fun year. We're trying to make it fun as much as humanly possible, even though we physically can't have all the fun that we want to have. We're gonna do our best to ring as much fun from the season as we can. All right, everyone. Thank you all for listening. Hope you're doing okay out there. Hail yourself. Hail Satan. Magustalations. Be careful with the cocaine. Be careful with it. Stick to weed and coffee. Honestly, no lie. Rockstar energy drink. You've been slugging them down. They work better than cocaine. Five-hour energy drink always does it for me. This show is made possible by listeners like you. 
Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. 